Hey guys, how you doing? This is JP Sarikolia coming to you once again with another episode of HF Heroes, my podcast. Welcome. Uh, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, uh, depending on where you where you at in the world. Uh, welcome again. Uh, now I want to today. I want to talk about the X Men. Um, you know, we just got the Uncanny X Men number ten, issue ten, which is actually the the finale of this, the last chapter of this, uh, uh, the last series for the X Men. Uh, and of course, he, you know, it was a bombshell. You know, so it was a bomb. They drop a bomb again. The X Men, you know, were disassembled. You know, what's going to happen next? You know, everyone is wondering. All the circles, everybody's just. You know, really sad, you know, because of the world, you know, has ended, you know, for the X-Men. What's going to happen? Um, I'm just trying to be a bit sarcastic. Maybe I'm not doing such a good job on that. But I was, you know, I haven't really, I'm going to be honest with you. I haven't read the X-Men in a very long time, at least newer stuff. Uh, you know, I've been reading things here and there. I think it's been probably since last year I didn't read any of this on Canny X-Men. I kind of follow up a little bit, you know, through the forums and I read some reviews about things and I just, um, you know, let it go. You know, I'm coming to a point in my life where I feel that what else can happen with the X-Men that really can excite me? You know, because to be honest with you, it's just the constant, uh, pretty much uh, a recycling of the same stories time and time and time and time time and time again how many times have we seen the x-men you know pretty much being destroyed or uh, disassemble and uh, no more mutants you know they're you know you know everyone goes their way and how many times have been all put back together the original cast the original members go back there's new members people die people survive people you know come to life and on this one of course uh x-men which is nate gray nathaniel gray he uh uses all his powers and uh pretty much uh reshapes the entire world to her image of what he wants the world to live and of course, all the the X Men uh, are defeated, you know, at the last moment. So of course, he leaves the door open for a new rehashing and a new creation or rebranding something else and new X Men put together. Uh, Cyclops, who was killed previously, now survives at the end of the chapter. And of course, well, he shows up at the end of the chapter. And now it's his job, of course, to put all the team back together for the next run, for the next revamp, for whatever comes next. And it's pretty much the same thing that we have seen uh, time and time again, million times before. Nothing new. Now, what I want to talk about today, and the reason I'm, I'm referring to this is because... uh I'm really disappointed. You know, I'm disappointed. A lot of people are saying I'm going through reviews. Oh, you know, this is a terrific story. You know, see a lot of these reviewers online. It's phenomenal. You know, something's going to happen. Of course, some of the art on this was George Perez, which I love George Perez. You know, he's a legend. Uh, and, you know, the art was good. You know, the art is not the problem here. The art is not the problem. It's just the stories. To be honest with you, this is the part where I feel that it seems that Marvel has lost its way, you know, and I have talked about this before, and probably this is going to be a rant uh, throughout this podcast, because it feels that Marvel is not really connecting, you know, it's just rehashing things over and over and over and over and over again. Maybe if you are in your early 20s here and maybe you just got into comics, maybe this is all new to you. Maybe you're excited. And I talk about it before, of course, that the company's trying to cater to the young audience because, of course, it's easy money. You know, you have to think about the future. This is their X-Men, not necessarily my X-Men. But it comes to a point where you feel that it's just the same story over and over and over and over again. And there's no imagination 
There is nothing new. There is nothing that really reshapes the X-Men or at least uh, revamps the X-Men in a way that is different. Of course, you have to realize the, the history of the X-Men since back in the 60s, since they were created. We have seen so many different stories, so many very epic stories. I was even reading a reviewer that was like comparing this storyline to the stuff that Chris Claremont, you know, was doing back in the day, which, you know, it, you know, it, it depends who you ask because I love Chris Claremont stuff. I grew up with Chris Claremont stuff, but if I gotta be honest, going through all the Chris Claremont stuff and, you know, many reviewers, uh, well, not many reviewers, many fans will tell you, that he was actually kind of running out of ideas, not really running out of ideas, but Chris Claremont got to a point that he was uh, pretty much not, he was just doing all kind of crazy stuff. You know, the, the stories still were getting a bit weirder, weirder and weirder and weirder when they were getting really weird. And, uh, you know, I love Chris Claremont. I love the stuff. But yes, you know, there's a couple of things that he did that were a little off, you know. You know, completely off the table, you know, a little off ground. But, uh, you know, he is a legend. Uh, but, of course, you know, I think that at some point, you know, when a writer writes a book for so long, there's so much they can put into that story that really builds the story up, which is something that you have to admire for those writers that have been in his book for so long and keeping it interested. But it comes to a point that, you know, you explore so many different, cra- you know, different things, different universe, different worlds. It's, you know, you have much to give. And I say Chris Claremont is a very imaginative, is a very, uh, you know, has so much to give. But of course, you know, it, it gets to a point that even he was having some issues even with some of his artists back in the day, because some of his artists were, like, you know, even John Byrne, who is also very, uh, you know, he is very, you know, he has an open mind and he wants things his way. You know, he was having conflict with him uh, because he felt that, you know, the route or the direction that actually Chris Carmen was going was not what he wanted. That John Byrne that thought that this is not the way for the X-Men to go. So that's one of the reasons why he left. And then he went to the Fantastic Four, which is another great when he did that definitely it was phenomenal because Fantastic Four were redefined in my opinion by John Byrne uh, you know that's when you have two very strong uh, people working together two strong artists you know a writer and you know both were writers and you know even you know John Byrne does more uh, art but he's also a writer so they're both you know they you know, clashing with their opinions about these characters. You know, I'm not here to talk bad about Chris Roman because I admire him, but I'm saying, you know, there were people comparing this with what happened with Chris Carmel, which to me is just definitely not there. You know, whatever they're doing right now, and I've read so many of the storylines recently, not necessarily this one. You know, I would just read that synopsis, you know, synopsis of the story. So, you know, I had to get up to speed of what's going on. I realized that it's just something that we have seen, you know, like how many times before? There's nothing new here. I'm trying to compare it, you know, unless you're swiping, you know, the art and really, you know, copying and just reshaping and repasting stuff, you know, copy and paste. It's, it's just the same thing we have seen before. And it's, again, another, you know, we're going to revamp everything. They're going to bring the X-Men again and put it back together. And you know what? It comes to a point that you don't even know who the X-Men are because from the original X-Men and from the X-Men, you know, they keep adding, creating more and more and more and more characters that you lost you lose you know you lose you know the in reality that cohesion of a team you know that family uh really uh feel that always the x-men had you know like the you know the fantastic four when you think of fantastic four you only think about two or four characters you know prior bottom line and maybe some other supportive cast uh supporting characters but you always think about uh reed richards you look at sue storm you know johnny storm and you think about ben Grimm. those are the fantastic four 
And when you think about the X-Men, depending on what era you grew up, you always going to think about the, you know, uh, Professor X, you think about Cyclops, of course, you know, uh, Jean Grey, you know, of course, uh, Wolverine, you know, now, of course, something that was, you know, Rebap back in the, you know, late, late 70s, of course, you know, you see Colossus, you know, Kitty Pride, you see all that. But of course, now there's so many X-Men, so many different new X-Men that it just, uh, it loses. It's actually that cohesion and understanding because, you know, trying to keep up with all this nonsense that they keep adding is just hard to swallow. And I really, what I want to talk about it today, and I already want to ex- extend myself through the introduction, you know, it took me eight minutes just to get the introduction part. It's just that when is it going to be, when is it that Marvel is going to understand that the only way to keep a character is fresh and new is not about just reshaping or revamping or repeating the same things time and time again. It's about giving them a story that really, really matters. And sometimes what you need to do is put those books aside, you know, and you maybe need to give them a rest and try to come up with other characters. Not within the same, you know, because the X-Men are the X-Men, you know, not trying to keep adding more characters to the X-Men. But creating solo characters or another solo team or superheroes on an alternate universe or perhaps within the same universe, but a totally separate entities from the ones we already seen. You know, trying to reinvent the wheel and to repeat the same thing time and time again, it's not really helping, you know, this storyline. All it does is just, uh, pretty much what it does is put people down. It, it really, uh, uh, makes people, you know, just to think twice about buying comics again. It's like, you, you know, you come to think of it and you say, you know, why do I buy comics like this? And, you know, if it's going to be the same thing that I read before, I might as well just keep on reading what I read before. Go back to my old books, my old stories, because it's just the same thing. It's nothing new, nothing refreshing, nothing that really has any literal, literal, you know, literal value. It doesn't have any, uh, you know, anything that adds to the whole, uh, you know, pretty much understanding of these characters that makes him unique or better or, or more, uh, I don't know, it gives him, you know, an in-depth view of them. You know, it gives us a, a clear view or, or perhaps makes it more interesting to us. It, it doesn't. It just, it, it becomes, a, a, you know, a travesty of what we already know. And it just it feels that it's just unnecessary. Like, I go, you know, many characters are easy to understand. For example, I understand Spider-Man. I understand even when they change things. Uh, Spider-Man is a, it's a basic world. It's a very cycle. When, Spider-Man also has one of the, the, the best cast of all, you know, because... Because all the characters have a weight, give way to Spider-Man. But it's a very small circle of people around Spider-Man, even villains. So you can understand Spider-Man. You can pick up. You can. I can go back and read some of the Spider-Man stories. Maybe I have to keep, you know, understand uh, that, of course, some things have changed with Spider-Man. Uh, that some things were taken away of the fact that he was married and they reshaped that. And that's a, a team for another, you know, another podcast. But the thing is this. You understand, for the most part, who Spider-Man is and his work. Or Peter Parker's world. Now, uh, and you do the same with the Fantastic Four. The Fantastic Four has a very uh, a core of enemies that around and surround, uh, you know, the Fantastic Four. The same with the Avengers. There's always been different, uh, many different uh, Avengers and different. Uh, 
iterations of the Avengers and actually different members that have added, but for the most part is the basic team, the basic people. You always have, you know, Iron Man, Captain America, the Hulk has been part of the Avengers, you have Black Panther, you know, all these basic characters, you know, Black Widow, you know, you, you have Nick Fury that is involved in somehow. So all of those things you cannot understand. Now with the X-Men, you know the basic X-Men, but they have made so many, they have rebranded the X-Men in so many different ways that they have, you know, they have watered down what the X-Men are, and it gets so confusing to try to keep up with everything when they take away the mutant you know uh, gene when they kill it you know when there's no more mutants when they kill this one and they survive and they have other mutants now you can you know save the mutants and now the mutants cannot be safe and then they can be resave and then someone is a mutant that come from the future you know it's just <laughs> it gets to the point that it's completely confusing and you get so confused about reading comics that you know say you know what I'm just going for something easier something more digestible something that is simpler to me something that I can understand I can understand Batman world I understand their villains I understand you know how everything operates in Batman world it's a very small circle of people around Batman it's a very small circle it's easy to understand this is the situation you know what it really uh, surprises me is that regardless of that the X-Men I'm still some of the most popular characters in the Marvel uh, Universe and in comics. Of course, you know, um, even though they're very popular, it's like they've been you know, like, I don't know, they, you know, they've been, they sort of have been raped so much, and I'm using this expression uh, with some respect, you know, they've been so twisted to the point that it's just unrecognizable you know the stories are unrecognizable the characters are unrecognizable for what they started and where they were before and uh you know it is it is definitely disappointing now would i say that this will change and make you know that the marvel will understand i don't think so i don't i don't believe that marvel can change that because to be honest with you to really change marvel to from the core and the way they do things it means that you have to change the people that work at marvel this generation needs to go and bring a new generation. Now, the problem with the new generation or whatever comes, you know, can they really change this mindset of constantly rehashing the stories? The problem is that we live in it now in a social media you know, world where people tend to forget things very quickly. And sometimes companies, they bank on that. You know, what they do is that they keep repeating, 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 repeating. It's rinse and repeat, rinse and repeat, rinse and repeat. It's all you get to see. And uh, they think, well, people will forget. Even if the stories are bad, people will forget in, um, in 10 months because, you know, everybody's so embellished in some other things. We'll bring him back. We'll bring something new again. Oh, we, we give him this. Uh, then now it's going to be now the leader is uh, Cyclops. Then, then uh, you know, for a year, he's this leader Then he gets killed. Now Wolverine is the leader. And then when he gets killed, now Colossus is going to be the leader. And, you know, it's the same thing time and time again, but it's just the same thing. Oh, and now, you you know, Colossus is going to be, I don't know, he's going to turn gay or, you know, or Iceman is going to be, I don't know, you know, like now Iceman was always a woman, you know, that was disguided as a man or, you know, now Kitty Pride, you know, she gets pregnant, you know, and then she's not pregnant. You know how it is. You know, it's just it's just unbelievable. You know what they do in order to bring the wolf factor and try to, I don't know, plead the case that they're being political. They're trying to be sensitive to every person and every part of the society. And I'm not here to diminish what people do in their personal lives. But I'm saying, you know, if you're going to create a story, create a story that really matters. Create a story. I'm going back to the and now I'm going to the end of this rant because I'm really getting heated with this. It's just unbelievable, unbelievable that, you know, 
that we still see in this in comics. A lack of understanding from writers and editors what really makes a story thrive. I'm not against bring diversity. I'm not against, you know, gay characters. I'm not against black characters. I'm not against minority characters. I'm not against even powerful women in stories. What I'm against is the poor understanding, the poor writing, the poor stories, and the constant, constant repetition. You know, the constant redoing the same thing time and time again and just doing over and over until it's just so tiresome that people lose the desire to read the stories. You know, it's, it kills the stories. It kills people to come. You know, people are not interested in this garbage. I'm sorry, I'm not interested in this garbage anymore. I want real stories. And you know what? This is why there's an exodus of people from comics. And they're going into uh, into movies, you know, because it's easier to understand. I'm going into video games because the stories are more interesting than this, you know, pile of trash. You know, it's just the same thing. Maybe it's me. Maybe I'm wrong. You know, maybe people say, well, JP, you're being too strong. Maybe you're being rough about it. Maybe you're just insensitive. Maybe you're just old fashioned, you know. And you know what? So be it. You know, I want to be old fashioned. If, if if being old fashioned means that I like you know I have taste in in good storytelling, then by all means call me old fashioned, call me you know whatever a bigot or whatever you know I don't mind I don't care you know if people say stuff about that about me because at the end of the day I know who I am I know what I like and I know what really works you know in my experience what really works sells. You know, and the bottom line is that sales, even though they, they, they try to make it look, oh, you know, Marvel did so many sales at the top of this year. Compare that to uh, five years ago or 10 years ago, 15 years ago, 20 years ago. Then you'll notice the difference. Now, of course, they talk about how much money they make. Well, number, you know, how many copies they sell. Compare just the copy numbers and also compare the price of the copies compared to what it was before. And you will see there is a big gap and a big difference. The only reason Marvel stands today is the fact that they are producing movies or, you know, in this case, Disney's producing movies and they still producing movies on their characters and their licenses. That's the only reason why they stand today. Because if it wasn't for that, I'm telling you, Marvel will be, you know, closed doors long, long time ago. And the same happens with DC. They keep doing that. They're not interesting. You know, the stories are so convoluted, so convoluted. That um, it's not, you know, making any difference. You know, I want the stories to stand. You know, I, I like the X-Men. I love the X-Men. But just give me some stories that are good and are interesting. I love the X-Men. I always do. But this idea of constantly destroying the team and putting it back together with different versions or with different characters. And in this case, now, you know, Cyclops, who was always the Boy Scout, becomes a bad boy. You know, like, come on, man. You know, come on. You know, or X-Men gets all like nice and, you know, now he's a teacher, you know, like I, I, I love the story, by the way. I love the, in this case, the, the art, you know, that when he was doing that, he was actually the, the one in charge of the team. But to be honest with you, you know, really, you know, Wolverine from all the team, all the people who is always, I like his image as the bad boy. He is good as that because that's, that's his innate nature. That's who he is. But, you know, people say, well, if you change that, that throws everything off and makes him interesting. I'm sorry, but that's just garbage. That's not interesting. That just throws everything that it is. And you know what? I'm making this podcast and it, and I think I'm having fun with it. You know, I, you know, sometimes I just want to rant and I just want to say how I feel. Uh, I don't know. What do you think about this? Maybe I'm just going too crazy. Maybe I'm too old for this. But, you know, bottom line is, you know, like I just I'm just get to the point that what else? 
What else can you bring to the table that makes it interesting? I know that that's tough. It's a tough answer and it's a tough question. And I don't think that most people know the answer. Why really can change that? In my opinion, I think they need to give it a break. You know, give it a break. Like they, just like they did with the, you know, Fantastic Four. Yeah, people were crying that they, they Fantastic Four put down. But you know what? It was good for a time that they, you know, they were not doing anything with the Fantastic Four. It was good. You know, it kind of gives people a rest so they can come back and hopefully with everything now with, uh, Dan Slot and everything they're doing right now, hopefully they can come up with some really nice stories for the Fantastic Four. I'll, I'll be, I'm be glad, you know, for that because, you know, reality, you know, we want the Fantastic for back again. Uh, but I think Marvel need to start exploring other ideas. You know, they need to start creating ideas. They start come out, coming up with, you know, with characters that are bigger than life. You know, explore those characters. You know, make stories about it. You know, Marvel still does it. You know, just, for, you know, what happened with the, you know, the, the Guardians of the Galaxy. Love the Guardians of the Galaxy. This new version of the Guardians of the Galaxy. It's, I love it. You know, I, I like the originals and I like the ones that came after. Uh, but I think I never was as interested with them until, of course, this new Ga- Guardians of the Galaxy. Love them. You know, why don't you keep creating teams like that or groups like that or superhero stories like that? Uh, just keep creating characters. You know, not just to please one single group group or just to please the, you know, the, you know, some minority. No, no, no. You know, make something that is more appealing for everybody. Uh, and regardless of it, you know, like I love Black Panther and I'm not African-American. I love Black Panther because he's an interesting character. You know, do the same thing. You know, I love that. Doesn't ha- I don't have to be part of this. You know, if you want to appeal to me, don't just create a Hispanic character just to appeal to me. You know, create a Hispanic character that is appealing for everyone. That's what I'm I'm I'm, I'm talking about here. Make a, a character like a Hispanic character, Hispanic superhero that is appealing to everyone. That's what you need to do. This is what really showcases marvelous. You know, very excellent. Uh, writing and storytelling. If you're able to create a character that can just cross, you know, boundaries and can be interested for anyone, that makes the difference. But what is your opinion about this? Are you agreeing with me or disagreeing with me? Do you think I'm crazy? Do you think I'm just going overboard with this? I would like to hear it. You know, uh, definitely I'm, I'm a comic book fan. I'm not always claiming to be right. I'm always wrong. If I'm wrong, just share it, share it with me. Share it with me. Let me know. I would like to hear it. Uh, I'm always open to listen to the commentary and, you know, and to respond and have a you know, civil conversation. So once again, thanks for listening to the podcast. It is always a pleasure talking to you. Uh, please stay tuned. This is uh, my last week at work. And actually, I'm pretty much after today. I'm pretty much self-employed. I'm going to be working on this podcast. I'll be working on this, uh, my channel. You'll see daily content and uh, a lot of better content. I'm going to explore uh, better things for this podcast. We'll see how things go. Please consider supporting this channel. Consider supporting my podcast. You can do that through my Patreon account. Also, uh, if you if you cannot do it, I understand. That's not a problem. Please like. Uh, please comment. And please subscribe because with that, you're actually supporting my vision and everything I do. And uh, share the podcast. You know, you can share it on your Facebook. You can share it uh, just the links. You know, you can share it to Twitter. Uh, you know, all the links are below. You can download it, you know, and you can like it. And you can subscribe to my podcast through the different, uh, through Stitcher, through Spreaker, uh, to, uh, you know, through iTunes, you know, you name it. You know, you can do it in, in a lot of places. So once again, God bless you. Have a great weekend. I'll talk to you again. Bye-bye.